Hello and welcome back to The Graduate Teacher, a podcast for graduate teachers by a graduate teacher. My name is Chloe Cole and I am a second year, year three teacher in South Australia. Today, we have a very, very exciting episode for you. We've got a very special guest, a very first special guest on our show. Um, and we are joined here today by Danielle Butcher from Teaching Miss B. Um, she is a um, Adelaide graduate teacher um, and she is joining on to have a bit of a chat about a kind of uh, quite a com- controversial topic uh, surrounding teachers taking leave, whether it is for sick days, personal leave, um, and the kind of the thing, the attitudes, um, the stigmas, and kind of connotations surrounding that, and how that impacts the way that teachers think and act. Um, around taking time off. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining me here today. Um, and we've got a little bit of a, a spicy topic to talk about, don't we? We do. We it do. is a big topic, very hot at the moment. <laughs> yes, and very controversial. There's lots and lots of different opinions. Uh, but bef- Absolutely. Yeah, before we get started, um, we actually know each other prior to us meeting now. Uh, so why don't we just let the listeners in on a bit of our background a little bit if you want to jumpstart on that one. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we both went to um, UniSA and although we didn't go to uni together, um, we both uh, applied for an opportunity to do a study tour in Singapore in our final year of uni. Um, So we sort of obviously both got in and in a tight-knit group in Singapore, we sort of got to know each other and obviously the love of teaching was there. Um, So we travelled Singapore together and explored different schools together and um, sort of really got along there. So it's been awesome to reconnect through Instagram as well. Um, But yeah, it's been sort of a friendship through the different country, I guess, and through social media too. It is a very interesting one. (laughs) It is. And I don't think um, many people would say they would uh, have that sort of opportunity uh, so it's uh, pretty cool and it's been great to um, have found each other on Instagram as well and be able to follow each other on our graduate teacher journeys as well. That's okay. Um, okay, so um, was it the start of this term or the, uh, or the end of last term that you ended up with COVID? Uh, it was only the start of this, this term. term. That's what I thought. It was only a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just so that we can give our listeners a bit of a context around our why we're kind of getting together today and having a talk about this specific topic, um, you posted a series of uh, Instagram stories on your teacher account, um, kind of uh, having a little bit of a, a discussion about this topic. Do you want to talk us just through a, a few key points about what that was that you shared with us on Instagram? Well, pretty much I feel like uh, the reason the topic is so controversial is because in a lot of jobs and career paths, 
uh, I guess you call in sick and it is, that is just what it is. But I feel like as a teacher, um, when you are sick or you are unwell or you need a day off, you honestly feel, well, I feel quite guilty. I mean, you've yeah. got 20 to 30 kids that are relying on you. And um, especially when I did get COVID and I was out for six days, um, I was having to type endless relief notes so mm. that I knew that the kids were still going to be on task and that the days weren't pointless. And uh, they had four different relief teachers over the six days. So yeah, that was crazy. just a mind as well. And yeah, I just, even though I was at home and was resting and I was trying to keep my mind off of work, there was just still so much behind the scene things. I was yeah. still expected to reply to emails. Um, I was checking in with the teacher next door being like, did the relief teacher get my notes? Like, how are they going? Yeah. I just don't know if I was being over the top, but honestly, it just felt like I had to do that for my own sanity, to be honest. Well, not only that, uh, but like there is, there's this pressure on teachers, especially in today's society. Um, and it's all to do that pressure adds on top of that. So we feel we do feel guilty for um, needing to take that time off, but also like with the way that society views teachers at the moment, it's very negative. Um, and mm. anytime that we need to take time off in for whatever reason, there is a lot of um, negative stigma that comes with that. And that then that pressure that feeds on that the whole achievement and the way that our uh, the pedagogies that surround the best like what is best teaching and quality teaching, um, and providing consistency and meaningful learning experiences that feeds into all of that and that that pressure to to always be there for your students even when you're not there. That's it, definitely. I even thought, um, you know, we use Class Dojo or some might use Seesaw for parent messaging, yeah. and even just the loss of that that I would usually use quite often to check in with families was not there. And I was still receiving messages from yeah. parents saying, I know you're not here, but so-and-so happened today. Um, you know, and having to respond to that, what relief teacher's going to be in tomorrow, just things like that. Also, like you're saying, the pressure on best teaching practices and assessment and data and all yeah. of that as well is that when you're at home, I guess we can reply to emails and things, but we don't have the kids there. No you then feel like you're falling under and behind and yeah. that I guess in a way with COVID, I had no choice but to stay home. But when when people are just sick or need a mental health day or need a family day or just need a day off, yeah. um, sometimes it feels like we can't do that because you'll fall behind in this lesson. Uh, the, you can't get assessment done if you're not there. It's actually in some ways easier to be there yeah. and a lot trickier to not be there. So 100%. it's a little bit disappointing that we feel that way. Yeah. But it is it is just one of those things. I don't know if there is a solution or, or how we can change that in the teaching profession. Yeah, I think the, that's a, 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 a nearly impossible challenge because not only do we have to change the profession and the way that teachers think um, around this topic, but also the the society views and uh, the way that we function as a society as well. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, graduate teachers kind of experience this quite heavily. Um, I think mm. as uh, teachers get more experienced and um, uh, be- teach for many, many years, it gets, it seems to get easier for them, at least, especially with teachers who get into 
positions of responsibility. Uh, they seem yep. to, um, and they're the ones that uh, come to you and check on you and say, you know, you're. It's okay if you take some time off. It's fine, right. but then you're still yep. there, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, that's right. It's a lot of people do say that they, you know, the teachers I work with are many years older than me and have taught for obviously a lot longer. This is only my second year out, first full time contract, and they do just say, you know, if you need a day off, take a day off, or things like that and in my head I'm thinking I know that and I know I can do that but it's easier said than done it is and even just um friends in my own life that are not teachers it's kind of just like take the day off why do you come home and do all this stuff and why are you still doing that and it's almost like I get they don't understand but it's really hard to explain yeah why we have so much pressure on us it's almost like a you can't see the pressure, but it's just that I think I know many teachers just feel it and there's yeah. really nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as uh, graduate teachers, we feel uh, the pr- pressure to perform and to look like yeah. that you're doing well, that you're uh, like succeeding and being successful and hitting all the benchmarks that you need to do. And uh, that kind of feeds in and that idea of, oh, I f- like I need to take this time off like I'm feeling really overwhelmed or stressed or I'm sick um, but we don't want to like look weak I suppose like we don't want to look like we right. we can't do our job. Yeah and especially if you're a contract contract teacher and you don't know what your opportunities are for the next year or perhaps the next yeah. term. Yeah. yeah. You kind of don't want to look like you're struggling yeah. or that you need time off or that you need extra help because you don't know how they're going to respond and you do really just want to impress so that hopefully you continue in the position you're in or or have the opportunity to get a job for the next term next year. But yeah, the stigma of the pressure of taking time off or just achieving everything all the time is, is definitely a big issue. I think at the moment and always has been. Uh, it's always talked about what can we do better we're going to support teachers yeah. but I feel like it just doesn't happen no it's all uh all talk and no action really there's nothing yeah, really that's right yeah nothing put in place to to kind of encourage that even more yeah I found absolutely. this year has been a lot better in that terms for me personally and uh the way that I kind of view it like my my principal and all them I know that well, they've made it clear that uh, it's uh, like they they want me to kind of yell out and say, you know what, this is, I need this time or whatever. Where last yep. year it was a, a really big struggle. Um, I, <laughs> even right at the start of the year, I got quite sick, but I um, I didn't take any time off at all I was like I was struggling like I should not have been there and not only is that unsafe for me but like I was putting a lot of people uh at risk as well because then all my kids are getting sick the staff around me are getting sick but it was just that pressure of going no I'm I'm new I'm only in my first few like in my first term of teaching like I can't look like um I can't handle this um, and it was actually right. the week that we were taking uh, the two, four, five classes on camp too. So I didn't want to miss out on that relationship building um, or that fun time. I didn't want to miss out on creating those memories together with my class. So I just pushed through. Right. 
Yeah, and then even I always, yeah, always someone who, in the past, just kept going. And I think really in my life, even after before teaching, but also during teaching, um, I would be like, "There's no reason to stay home. Like, yeah, I'm at home. I'm still going to be sick." I might as well push through and get the things that I need to do done. COVID really was the only time where legally I had Had to to. stay home. I know. And I just felt even guiltier. Yeah. (laughs) I almost thought I shouldn't have done that test to know I had it, but obviously, you know, you you, just, the guilt is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, cause I got COVID the last week of last term. Uh, So I, I had that extra, extra week off. But I was actually sicker before I tested. So I had this whole week off where I was completely fine, but I had to be home because yeah. I tested positive. So and that you was so useful. Yeah. 100%. I'm like, I could be at I could be at school, I could be getting these things done, I could be doing these testing things, getting ahead on these things. And I had planned these things. I was like, yes, I'll do them now so that I'm ready for term three. And I all had to that all had to get put on pause because I couldn't be there and I didn't trust the relief teacher to kind of yeah that's right follow through with that absolutely I think there's also just the pressure even on relief teachers that yeah. are in for you when you are away that they are real qualified teachers oh, I've 100%. been there I was relief teacher last year and yeah. it's just this kind of guilt that if you give them too much and they don't do it properly that you might have to redo it so you kind of have to find activities and lessons that are still learning and not just bludge sort of things but that if the relief teacher wasn't to do them properly it's not a big deal as well 100% you always appreciate the relief teachers you know we need them absolutely but it's yeah also that kind of guilt and stress that if things don't go right, I possibly may need to just redo this, which yeah. also puts me another day, another week yeah. behind yeah. because I took that day off or it's down to the day, even having half a day oh. off is it just still, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, another story other than being sick, I was actually called for jury duty. Oh. Yeah. And... I didn't want to do it because it meant that randomly I would have to be away yeah, and that I wouldn't be able to give my kids notice or yeah, that it would be in times that just weren't suitable. So even things like that, that a lot of other people might think, cool, how awesome is that? Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to because of the time and the, the pressure that I would be under for not yeah. being there and, feeling guilty that I had to do this thing that you legally have to do yeah um that was another pressure that I thought am I doing the right thing am I doing the wrong thing but I just couldn't do it to the kids I just couldn't do it to myself yeah 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 and it's a it's such a mental battle like it's it's all just mental like it's just all happening it's not that it's actually the case it's just that uh construct that's been created uh, yeah, it's just insane, really. It is. It is. I don't know. Like you said earlier, there really isn't a solution. But what ways can the guilt and all this kind of pressure actually be relieved? Because yeah, it seems like there is really 
no answer but it also seems like it's getting worse yeah. and that a lot of people are dropping out of the profession because of these kind of pressures or yeah even just your health if you're having surgery and you need weeks yeah. off yeah even things like that you still feel guilty and you almost feel like you might as well quit and I think that's what people are yeah. resulting to do is, 100%. which is meaning we're losing so many amazing teachers yeah. that are just feeling the guilt that if they can't fully be there that they might as well just quit the actual career. A hundred percent. And I think that like that whole idea then leads into the biggest reason why uh, teachers leave so early within the first five years of graduating is the, the teacher burnout because they're, they're so worried and uh, about being there all the time, that pressure of performing and the stress of getting everything done, um, not taking the time off that they need, whether it be uh, to, whether it's because they're sick, whether it's just for a mental health day or whether personally something to do that feeds your soul. Um, you just, mm-hmm. it leads to this, uh, this burnout and then suddenly we're losing, yeah, like you said, these amazing teachers that we need, like we have a demand for teachers uh, that, we're, right. that we're not feeling because uh, it's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's hard. It is. And there's even just that constant uh, stigma of teachers work nine till three oh, and teachers yep. get all these holidays and nobody knows yeah. unless you were actually a teacher that people just don't understand it is so many more hours than we get paid for. It is so many more hours than is actually healthy. Yeah. Uh, Even one being a new teacher and not always having the knowledge and still needing to learn all these new strategies and skills and content, but even experienced teachers feeling the same way that, you can't just have the weekend off or that you can't just go home and relax and be with your family and even just sometimes putting your job before your family or yourself is not okay at all but the way to survive in this profession at times is to do that yeah so it just seems there is a lot of unrealistic expectations for us yeah but we just have to do it yeah and that just comes down that I just have to do this yeah. or I am not going to survive. A hundred percent. And I think what people don't really uh, realize about the teaching profession is that there is a really big, um, uh, this like toxic nature surrounding uh, being a teacher and being a human being and the that they are, even though we are educators, we're uh, uh molding and bringing out this new generation but we're also we're also people and we need certain things to be healthy healthy beings and be able to do well at that job and that means when we're ill we need to take the time off to rest and enough time and not just go I'm feeling good enough to come back and that's that's what I did today I had Tuesday and Wednesday off but I'm like, oh, I've got to get back into that class. It's like the last day of the week because um, yeah. we, we have a pupil free day tomorrow. Like I need to see the kids. I need to get these things done. Still should have been at That's home right. resting. But also like I have another teacher friend um, who has been 
she's very uh, big on like music and music festivals. And before she graduated, she would go to quite a fair few of them. And there's one coming up that she was really uh, wanting to go to, but the whole time she was like, I can't go. Like, I won't be allowed to have the time off um, because it's a festival. Like, why would I be allowed to take some time off for myself? That's so bad to be thinking that. Like, this this is a human being that spends uh, hours upon hours, feeds a whole body, whole mind, whole soul into these little children into her job and she can't even she doesn't feel like she can take off one weekend leave early one week just to be able to go to this one music festival to feel her soul to make her a a healthy happy person absolutely like it's almost saying we cannot do the things that we love and it's almost like you almost need to be suffering so bad yeah that you need the day off and you need this massive yeah. big excuse and reason and it needs to yeah. have detail uh-huh. and that if it's not a good enough excuse or reason that then we need to go to work. Yeah. Um, I, I also used to love, yeah, going, doing whatever on a weekday Yeah. with friends, with family and certain events that do fall on a Monday, Wednesday or Friday. Um, I've actually got tomorrow off because it's my cousin's wedding on Saturday Yeah, and planning this, I'm thinking it's four hours away. Yeah. Realistically, if I finish work on Friday at, you know, three 30, yeah. by the time I clean up, it's four o'clock, I get home. And then I'm thinking it's actually not healthy for me to be driving four no. hours in the dark, entering like a country town um, to then be exhausted on Saturday for the wedding that, it took me a long time to go, no, actually, I just need to take the Friday off. Yeah. I have, I, I can do that. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. Friday, it's going to be okay. I can do it. And I yeah. just, it actually, I really did contemplate, no, 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 I'll work. I'll, I'll work and I'll drive after work. And I just, it took a long time yeah. for me to go, no, take the day off. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that that is uh, like so sad that you, like you had to, go through that mental struggle just to go you know what for me what's going to be best for me and to get the most enjoyment out of this weekend is I need to take one day off (laughs) one day (laughs) out of all the days (laughs) yeah absolutely I think not only is there the leadership pressure that may or may not be there that we've kind of created this whole scenario in our minds and also down to not going to something on the weekend with friends because you need to plan for the next week and that if yeah. you don't have it planned that you will fall behind or yeah saying no to things that you would love to go to because of that mental pressure of that you need to be organized um yeah yeah it is it is insane it really is yeah or even just like you you know that you probably should have taken a day off earlier in the week but you've pushed through now you're just too exhausted you can't go do that thing that like you enjoy that you wanted to do yeah 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 I've made it uh like a very a kind of like a personal goal for myself to not allow that to get to me so much at the end of last year I did reflect and go like i I was burning myself out and I'm the kind of person that does just, just push through it, 
it's it's hard work at the moment, but you just keep going and um, you'll get there in the end. But the thing is, it it doesn't end. It just keeps going and the new things just pile up. Continuous. Yeah. And I was just like, there were many times that I was uh, ill or um, struggling with reports. I should have just taken a day just to catch up or um, just things of uh, just piling on top. I should have just taken a mental day at some point that, yeah, I was just like, nah, I need to get better at this. And I think what's made it easier is that I've been in the same place this whole time. So now I've gotten to yep. know my colleagues, my my principals, uh, my my leaders. So and I'm building a better relationship with them. So I know what to expect when uh, when when I go to ask for these things. I know know that they're 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 there to support me as a teacher and as a person. Yeah. Um. And anything that's completely reasonable, they're going to uh, agree with. So um, it's still been a really big challenge um, and it took me quite a, a fair bit of um, self-talking up even just to do it the first time. Uh, but uh, it was, when was it? Must have been last week, last week or the week before. Um, I actually, I got to school and the first thing that everybody said to me was, are you okay? Like just looking at me, they could tell that I was exhausted like I wasn't even sick or anything I was just purely exhausted Um, my tolerance level was down I was just really really tired slow Um, and I didn't even last half an hour before one of the ESO says you need to go up and ask for today off Uh, and I honestly I was about to say to her oh you know yeah it's fine you know I'll I'll be all right and she looked at me I'm like nope this is I'm a this is okay. a this is a learning opportunity for me. This is a growth opportunity. So I went up and I sat down. I said, "I'm not doing very well, and I think I need to go home. And I'm I'm not going to be any use at school. And I think that's the point: is am I actually going to be useful? Am I actually going to be doing a good job if I stay here? And the answer is most likely no. So it's just better to go home and rest. Yeah, absolutely. Like you were saying, is it actually worse that we are pushing through those days where we can't get out of bed or or are pushing ourselves so hard that maybe we are not performing as well yeah. during the day as we should be? Yeah. That looking back on it, you think I should have had that day off. I should have yeah. gone home early that day. I should have just done this or that. Yeah, And I think looking from that perspective, it does make a lot more sense that yeah. if I push through today, is it actually going to benefit me in the long run? Because yeah. I'm not going to do a good job. I'm not going to be there for the kids. Yeah, I'm not going to be the best teacher or person I can be. Um, that having that day you were contemplating is actually going to be a lot better because it might just be that you need the one day off and you yeah. come back the next day ready. All fine. To yep. be the best version of you and that that is okay to actually do. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like if we think about our, our students and we know fully well that when they come in and they've had a bad sleep, they haven't eaten well or something happens, um, they're not going to function right. They're not going to be able to uh, apply their uh, 
skills and their knowledge and their brain's not going to function to 100% that they can. They're not going to be able to self-regulate. So that's when their social issues come up for them. They find it harder to communicate respectively. Uh, that's the same for us as adults. Like if we go in, yeah. we got to like – and we're exhausted – um, but we're doing it because, you know, we feel like we have to, we have to push through just to get this stuff done. Mm-hmm. Imagine the actual impact that we're having on our relationships with our students, with our colleagues um, and like the the learning opportunities that the kids are missing because, oh, I'm just going to do it this way because I can't be bothered. I'm really exhausted today. Yeah, it's that's not, it. Yeah. So I think like when we put our – like remove – ourselves from the role of being the teacher in charge and think of ourselves as human Mm -hmm. beings like the children that we're teaching and think okay I really need to pay attention to how I'm feeling at the moment really respond to my and to my body and then actually do what I need to to fix that yeah I think that when you put it that way yeah I think we put all these ideas and give all these strategies to these kids. Yeah. And often we actually need to take our teacher outfit off. Yeah. And just yeah. realize that we say all these things and sometimes we are not doing them uh-huh. ourselves. And I think yeah. as if I was to put myself in the student's shoes, I would definitely want my teacher to be doing all the things that they're telling me to do. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense for us to not get enough sleep or to you know do certain things when we're not feeling our best because it's exactly the same as we would tell our students sometimes they come back after lunch and they are just crying exhausted all these issues happening you had this awesome literacy lesson planned and you just go you are all not going to do your best work yeah we are going to stop for a minute we're going to do some relaxation and then maybe you do another activity that doesn't include such a high expectation because if you push them through to do it, they're not going to give you their best work. So why should we push ourselves to go in and be a teacher for a day or get up in the morning and actually push ourselves when we are not capable and not ready and we also need to just stop and do some relaxation? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. That it is so different, yeah, being the one to say it all but then looking back and going, I'm not doing any of the things I am saying or telling yeah. my kids to do. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, like hardly ever. Like, it's not even, oh, every now and then, yeah, but, like, hardly ever I'm teaching my kids to do this but I am not modelling it to them. I'm not showing. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much teaching them that I'm saying this but you shouldn't pay attention to it because <laughs> I'm not doing it. yeah <laughs> that's exactly right um a teacher I work with I need to do this more often um you know they come in from recess they do 10 minutes of silent reading yeah I've realized that I am telling be quiet sit down uh, read your book yeah maybe I could actually be yeah. quiet sit down and read, read a, a book, book myself yeah um, the teacher I work with does it and the kids, they just do it. Yeah. And I think she has put herself in her students' shoes, realising if I stand here and bark orders at them, yeah, they're not going to listen or do it the best that they can. Maybe if I actually join in and yeah. be the student, yeah. they will. And it's worked so wonderfully 
that I think I need to, yeah, step into my students' shoes and yeah. maybe actually join them with some of the things um, to sort of model that, yeah, this is, I'm doing it for myself, you should do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always say to my students, you know, teachers are students and learners as well. Yeah. And students can also be teachers. Yeah. So I think we can actually learn a lot from, yeah, taking those teacher shoes off and stop having such high expectations of ourselves when we might just need to take a step back and realise, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, like, uh, I think when it comes to experienced teachers, the the reason why they find that so easy is generally they've been in the one place for quite a long time. They've built up those relationships. But they've had the time to um, kind of find that, that balance to be able to find uh, and learn about themselves as a person and how they function in a role, their triggers, the their signs to say, you know what, I need to slow down. Um, That's it. Yeah. Had the experience that practice. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think the, the thing that's kind of really helped me this year is that I have been really intentional about reflecting on how I'm feeling the physically mentally emotionally yeah. um and trying to pay attention to those signs at <laughs> at the this uh start of the year uh when we were still doing a lot of uh, uh teams meetings we couldn't meet uh for staff meetings face to face or anything I was in my classroom it was quite a warm day and I had left my classroom door open for a little bit and this fly came in and I was uh, on the on the Zoom meeting and this fly kept like attacking my head and just buzzing and sitting on me. It was so frustrating. I stood up out of my chair, got out of the screen and just lost it. I was like, ah! And I was nearly <laughs> to the point where I was crying and like it clicked. I'm like, oh my God, Chloe, you are overreacting over this stupid fly. What is really the issue right now? And then I'm like... <laughs> What's actually going on? I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. That day I went up to my principal and said, can I please have some extra release time? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's another thing as a new teacher, as a graduate teacher, you don't get what you don't ask for. And I think at times we are actually afraid to say, I need help. Yeah. The leadership team are there to support you. That is their job. Yeah. And... I think that your fly representation is such a good way of putting it that we get pushed so, or we push ourselves so much and we almost run ourselves to the ground that we don't realize how much we've pushed ourselves until something ridiculous happens that pushes us over the edge, like a fly. Like a fly. I've (laughs) definitely had a similar experience where my mind knew I just needed to cry. I don't know how I was going to do it. Yeah. It took weeks, I think. Just lots of little things kept happening yeah. that were just, you know, I, I that lesson didn't go well. I didn't get enough running records done. Oh, that student still hasn't got that thing yet. Like, yeah. am I not a good teacher? There's lots and lots of things that on the way home from work, I just, you know, put my favourite songs on yeah. and this one song just hit me. Oh, yeah. And I just started cry- uncontrollably crying yeah. in the car and I went, holy moly, why could that not have come out 
so much earlier but it almost was just like this that bottle that it just really needed to be full to the brim of all these emotions and all these challenges I'd been through that it needed to tip at some point um but maybe I actually just needed to stop and actually just breathe for a second yeah so that it didn't get to that point um and I think as teachers and as new teachers we unfortunately do wait for that bottle to over over yeah you know fill that we think we're doing okay or that we think we can keep pushing ourselves until we reach that breaking point which is so unhealthy yes so unhealthy and I think the ultimate goal is to be able to uh, avoid that is to be able to spot those signs before that happens um but like it's a learning journey like you're especially yeah. like we're we're only a year and a half a bit over a year and a half into our teaching degree we're still finding our feet as teachers um and still try, and then also navigating uh, ourselves as people in this profession and how we respond to certain situations so it's definitely not one of those things that's going to be like oh yeah no nah, I know what I know how to uh breeze through this it's going to be easy from now on it's just it's going to be a learning right. curve, yeah. And I think with all these different things we have to do and um, just the pressure of doing a good job but also doing the assessments on time and are my kids doing as well as the experienced teachers' kids and I yeah. think a lot of comparison is there yeah. but we need to realise that we are new, we are graduate teachers we're not meant to be perfect. We're not meant to know everything. Um, it's probably a good thing if we are not doing as amazing as a 40-year experience teacher is because we're meant to be learning as we go and we're not meant to know everything. Yeah. So I think that when lessons don't go so well or kids don't do as well as we thought or we don't teach as well as we think we can, that we actually need to just go <laughs> not not be so down on ourselves and sort of give up and get overwhelmed by it but just just to go I'm in my second year teaching I have never taught this year level before or you know I'm new to this school um it's meant to have challenges yeah um and I say that to my students all the time like yeah why would I make you learn things if it's going to be easy and you get them right all the time yeah you're meant to get things wrong it's meant to be challenging but also we talk about that um, it's a bit like the learning pit where you think, cool, I've got this. And then you go, hang on a second. It's actually a lot trickier than I thought. And then, you know, you're in this bottom of the pit and you don't want to sit there. You don't want things to be too challenging or too tricky or to be too hard on yourself, but almost this balance of being successful, but also still taking on challenges and just, trying to balance that balancing beam really yeah. that yeah. it's not too heavy and not too light um and it is hard to balance that as a teacher as well I think yeah that if I go home and don't do that lesson plan for next week that is okay yeah um or if that lesson didn't go well and I need to retry it tomorrow or completely ditch all the hard work I did to plan that 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 is also okay so yeah I think we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves about not doing the best we can because 
that is okay. Like humans aren't perfect. Teachers aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. So I think just, again, it's so much easier to just say that, but actually being able to put that in place and respond to that is, is trickier. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think the thing that we uh, forget is that, um, like you were saying, uh, we aren't meant to know everything. We learn as we go. And even if you have been teaching for 40 years, you are continually learning. And if you, if you think that you know everything and don't need to learn anymore, then you shouldn't be teaching anymore. But like we, we're graduate teachers. We've just come out of university learning best practice. We have the newest, uh, most update information about how to teach. We have a lot to give and a lot to share and I think uh that mindset is is not there because we think oh we knew we don't know anything we are meant to learn from these people who have been teaching forever when really Mm. I'm like no I've actually got lots to give you and it's a bit more of a fresh yeah that's so right I think even like a lot of experienced teachers do say and and do sort of appreciate new teachers and graduate teachers because we have a lot to give and we have like update knowledge and new information 21st century thinking and strategies that they actually maybe have been doing the same thing for 40 years and would love to try something new but don't know how to and maybe hearing from us graduate teachers they might learn something from us as well so I think even though experienced teachers obviously have way more experience and have lots of knowledge before our time but to also understand that it doesn't mean yeah that we don't know as much as them or that we can't do as as good of a job as them and yeah yeah 100 percent. and like I think coming uh, back to that point about how uh, we should put that pressure on ourselves when we don't get a lesson right or something's not just not going to plan or anything else. I think what makes a great teacher is not perfect lessons, but the ability mm-hmm. and in intention to reflect on that, both on the positives, what worked well and what is to improve. I think that's what makes a great teacher is not just because, oh my gosh, they've got it down packed. They're doing all these perfect lessons all the time. It's more like they they understand they are they are there they are present they are acknowledging that these things that they're doing is being successful uh they're going to continue doing that but they know that these things are going to need to change either for next time they need to do that or in the moment in the lesson they need to stop and adapt or tomorrow when they do something similar maybe it's a routine uh sort of thing that they're doing that they need to uh, adapt and change it to suit the kids that they've got and how they're responding at the time that you've got them definitely and again experienced teachers have done this they've been in our position before yeah like they also felt this way and they have overcome all these things because they have been in that moment where lessons didn't go well and they have probably tried over and over again and they did those days where they weren't feeling great and they pushed themselves to go and obviously in the long run realized they should have stayed home that day yeah they should have left work work at work and just had their social life so I think again 
they have been in our position and they have had our shoes on yeah. that they have learned from all that as well. So I think as as graduate teachers that having those conversations with experienced teachers being yeah. like, hey, I'm really struggling. What should I do? Have you been in this position before? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. I'm constantly knocking on my neighbor's door yeah. being like, hey, it's me again. Uh, how did you do this? Because I've never done this test before. And yeah. I don't know how to do it or, you know, they're out the door at 3.30 and you go, how do you do, do that? that? How yeah. can you just go at 3.30 or yeah. whatever time it is? And when they explain it to me, it kind of just clicks and makes me go, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Like 100%. that list is never ending and that is the reality of teaching. But I think we just need to stop for a moment and – yeah, we need leave to leave work at work sometimes. You need to set boundaries. That that's, that's what right. it, yeah, it's boundaries. And I think what uh the point you made is uh really important is it, to the talking with someone. And uh, it sometimes talking to someone who's experienced can be quite challenging. It's a little bit scary and daunting. I know a lot of schools will assign mentors for new teachers, whether it is new to the school or new graduate teachers, they assign mentors. Um, But even if it's not your mentor, find yourself a buddy, someone that you can go talk to, to um, unload, to uh, ask questions. Um, Even if they are uh, an, a graduate teacher as well. I know last year I had two of my best friends from that I went through uni with. They got a job at the same school and that was a life space saver, especially at a brand new school uh, where you barely didn't know anyone. The fact that we could see each other constantly and just have those talks and be like no you're not you're not okay you need to call in sick you need to go up and tell you and tell the principal right now that uh you can't come in tomorrow and just yeah having that buddy is really important definitely yep I'm also lucky this year I have another graduate teacher perfect um and we're constantly the bell rings and I'm straight in the classroom (laughs) or she's built that friendship outside of work as well where we can actually either talk about what we need to talk about regarding work or also outside of work yeah, but yeah. last year at another school where there were a lot of experienced teachers and a lot of older teachers that I kind of felt like I didn't have my person yeah. and that I didn't always have somebody to go to because I did feel a little bit you know oh that question's going to be silly they're not going to understand why I yeah. struggled with that yeah um and I realized last year that my way of getting in with the other teachers was on a Friday after school at 3.30. They were all in the staff room ready for some drinks. And I was still there marking books or doing something. And I'd lug my bag up at four o'clock and they'd be like, where Where have you been? What are you doing? And I'd be like, the work, you know, my job. (laughs) I need to do it. And they just kind of yelled at me and said, stop. Yeah. Uh, is it really going to matter if you haven't ticked that child's book or done a stamp in that child's book or if you told them it was going to be done by Monday and you don't get it done until Tuesday, is it really going to matter? And I went, "Mm, no, I probably care about it more More. than the kids. Yeah. I've got the pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, So since then I, I was there at 3.30. Yeah, I was there and it meant I left a pile of books to come back to or 
yeah. just sort of did things in a quicker, niftier way. Um, yeah, so I think another thing is to really find, is it really worth doing right yeah. now? Is it going to be the end of the world yeah. if I don't get it done right now? Yeah, or um, ever. Can I, can can I not okay. do it? Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. That's right. Yeah. And I think we overdo a lot of things Yeah, and sometimes we don't need to. Yeah. A hundred percent. And sometimes we do just need that person to say, no, don't stop. worry about it. Yeah. You need to stop. And, <laughs> uh, but we need to become those persons, like those people for ourselves. Um, that's right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And set, set those boundaries. At ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> set up. We all know you have that mirror in your classroom. Go look at yourself, have oh, a yeah. sign at the top and say, do <laughs> I need to do it now? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It definitely sounds like we need to act on what we say. Yep to others yes and that we need to listen to people when they give us advice a hundred percent and that that voice in our brain and listen that to it our own personal pressures we put on ourselves yeah we probably need to listen to the experienced teachers that have been in our position yeah. or we need to listen to a friend that keeps saying why do you keep saying no to getting ice cream or yeah you know just yeah being like hang on you know what I'm closing my laptop. I'm putting yeah. that book away. I'm just going to go and maybe I'm going to go and not even talk about work at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Shut off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, the boundary, we definitely need to set a boundaries and stick to it. Yeah. That's, I think, another thing. We write so many lists. We say all these things, but we need to do it. We need to do the action. Yeah. And I think... Uh, that that's really important and it's also t important to acknowledge that those pressures that are created uh, by ourselves or surrounding us are always going to be there uh, so we just have to be strong and really pay attention and really be firm on yourself and making yourself a happy healthy person so that you can be the teacher that you need to be to be the friend that you need to be um, to be the partner that you need to be in whatever sense. That's right, yeah. And another thing is I've done the same as you and I had it and it's gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was really good. Um, no. <laughs> Damn it. No. It's the teacher brain. Yeah. Um, it was something about. Ah, I got it. I there we go. There's, I need to get my facts, but I'm just going to make a guess at the moment. Um, Something like you need to do something seven times before it becomes a routine yes. kind of thing. Yeah. So I think another thing is that we think, yeah, on Monday, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go home at four o'clock. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to shut off. Yeah. Then on Tuesday you're still at school at five o'clock. Yeah. You take that bag of bookworms, you still do it. So I think realizing that it may take time yes. before we realize or or have that routine. Yeah. Um, and again, I think being in my second year out, um, me and a friend have sort of made this pact that at four thirty, yeah, give or take ten minutes. Yeah. Um, 
I log off for the day, yep. we go to the gym. Ooh, and yep. that's kind of like a pact that we've made. Excellent. One, because I want gym to be my routine, but also that I get to see that friend and catch up yeah. with her Monday to Wednesday sort of thing. Um, and it's good on her behalf as well. Yep. But for me, it's like having something that's a motivator yeah you know other than just saying 4 30 close go home or what should I do maybe I'll get some school workout yeah <laughs> but it's having something to distract you but 100%. something you enjoy yeah um and we again we say that to everybody else but I think that's something um I've done well recently is that I need to go to the gym I want to yeah I want to see a friend and catch up with her if I'm going to do it, I need to close my laptop and leave school at 4.30 or whatever time it might be. Yeah. And it might be as simple as do not take that pile of books home or just don't take that thing home. You might go home and be angry and annoyed that you left it at work. Yeah. But it will force you to yeah. stop. 100%. So I think we always go, oh, I'll take that home for the weekend and, oh, I might get time to do that. I'll find to do that, find time to do that. Yeah. But if you don't take it, you can't do it. So yeah. it could be a good strategy as well. 100%. You might be annoyed at yourself at first. Yeah. And generally, if you say, happen. I might do this later, you're not going to. That's not happening. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think. And if you're considering that you might do it, it's yeah. obviously not that important Point. whether you do or don't. Yeah. 100%. And like uh, yeah. what you're saying goes back to the whole idea of doing things that feed your soul. And I like that you're you're creating a boundary uh, f- for work that links into something that is feeding your soul. Um, that's right. Yeah. And I think th- that that's important to not feel guilty about that is like, yeah. and I think that's something I've been working on as well is I'm starting to get back into things that I really enjoyed doing when I was in high school, but kind of ran out of time to do um, is yeah. yeah. Now I'm able to set those boundaries because I have things that I would like to do and I'm a human person. I have interests, I have hobbies and that's okay. I have contract hours. I don't technically have to work outside those contract hours. It's just because me as a person, I want to, I want to do what's best for my students. I want to, I want to get these things done. And there are things that pop up that are required of us expectations that are kind of a hidden clause uh, per se in our contracts that come up, but we've got to learn to say no. Absolutely. And I think if we kind of step out our comfort zone, like you mentioned about that day you came in to work and you actually went, no, I'm going to go and sit down with my principal. I think if we were to say, I've been taking things home every night, I've been working till, you know, God knows what hours at night. I think I need some release time. I think I just need a day, a lesson, whatever it might be. I think that the leadership will actually appreciate you saying that yeah but also proving that you are you want to work hard and you want to do better and you want to do all these things yeah but it's it's actually inhumane yeah impossible to just keep working (laughs) over time over time over time and uh we don't get any bonuses as teachers (laughs) it isn't like we get paid to take it home no we wish yep um, but it shouldn't be about that either. It's not, I no. think, for teachers at all about the money at all. 
or it's not that we're complaining that there's things to still do when we get home. It's actually about just looking after ourselves yeah. and that we're a human. Yeah. Like we have needs, we have things that we need to do outside of our work life just yeah. like any other career. So 100%. why should we feel that need to, yeah, go yeah. above and beyond um, when there are ways around it, I think. Yeah, 100%. And, um, uh, I think leadership looks better upon people who uh, can approach them and say, you know, this isn't working or um, I am spending from 4.30 until 7.30 at night out, out of my home time, at my own time at home trying to get this work done. Uh, is there any way I can have some time or do you have any suggestions about better routines so I can make it more efficient and get it done within work hours? They uh, appreciate that. They look really highly upon that sort of um those qualities in somebody um it allows them to see uh leadership potential it allows to see that you're committed um to your job uh but also you're trying to take care of yourself so that you can continue to be good at your job and you're being reflective and saying you know what I this I'm doing this I'm doing it well but I could do it better let's let's how can we do that can we work together yeah yeah absolutely I think the trickiest things for us as graduates is that we are scared to say help and we are scared to reach out we know that that is the right thing to do and we know that leadership or anybody appreciates us reaching out yeah Um, well at least they should they should they should (laughs) they should yeah and often they may be the one saying how are you going do you need help you know, checking in, they may not, but yeah. hopefully they are. Uh, if they're not, ooh. yeah. Um, but hopefully there's somebody there that yeah. is reaching out to you, and that sometimes instead of just saying, "Yeah, it's all good," maybe you need to stop and go. If they're asking me, then they should be expecting any kind of response. Yeah. Maybe that's when you just stop and go. Hang on a second. Yeah. Now that you've asked. Um, I have noticed I am working overtime or I have noticed I'm a bit behind in my testing. Yeah. And right there on the spot, you can get that feedback. Oh, no worries. We can do this. Yeah. Or, oh, that sounds like we might need to have a meeting or yeah, I've got some strategies to help. Yeah. One, they're getting paid or two, they're qualified to help us. <laughs> yeah. They are leaders. Yeah. <laughs> they are there to lead us. Yeah. Um, or if it's not a leader, another teacher, you know, it's, it's tricky because you're in a classroom potentially by yourself with all these children. Yeah. You don't get that kind of other yeah. teacher interaction or yeah. adult interaction that you're talking to kids all day. Yeah. And sometimes you seek that and that the best kind of advice and strategies and suggestions could come from those just check-ins. Yeah. It's actually, are you okay today? Well, yeah, yeah, it um, is. <laughs> and today I, again, took my teacher shoes off and put my student shoes on. And when, you know, when somebody says, are you okay or how are you doing? You're not meant to just say I'm doing okay no. all the time. Yeah. you got to be and honest. It's okay to say, actually, I'm not doing okay. Can I have a hug? You yeah, know, 100%. That's what we were doing with the kids today. Yeah. We had a Kit Kat. We had a chit chat. And some of the conversations that were happening, um, yeah, were just incredible about, I actually didn't sleep that well last night. That's why I've been a bit grumpy and I didn't yeah. really want to talk to you today. Or, you know, I've got things going on. I just need some space. Yeah. Um, 
these are six and seven year olds having these conversations when I gave them the opportunity. So yeah, yeah it is interesting that yeah. when you give your ch- yourself the chance to do that and check in, 100%. that there are opportunities there. So yeah. Yeah. And you've, yeah, you've got to, you've got to take those, those check-ins as an opportunity to be honest with them, honest with yourself so that uh, something can get better. Yes. It yeah. can take time. <laughs> 100%. I went, I went to, uh, my school has been doing the LBI foundation, which is a, a wellbeing, um, program based on what, what, how, um, and the last one we had was with the founder of the program and he actually said something to us that really resonated with me and this whole idea and it's uh, uh, centred around how a lot of people see school as like a business and how a lot of people assume that as a principal, the principal's clients are families and the students when actually – the principal's clients are their teachers and their job and their responsibility is to make sure that their clients, their teachers, their staff are happy, they're healthy, they've got everything that they need. Then that feeds down, down the line to, to our families, to our students. That's exactly right. I think a lot of people do have that kind of vision that, Keep the families happy. Yeah. All good. But the families' kids are in our classes. Yeah. We are teaching them. We need to be okay. Yeah. We need to be the ones that are looked after as well because it's like the food chain (laughs) (laughs) or the pyramid of survival. Yeah. It's just one of those things where – anybody that's feeding down from that kind of pyramid is being checked on is doing their best is given time yeah the right amount of time is getting rest all of those things about well-being and mental health that are sometimes overlooked or second guessed um it needs to be done and it needs to be a priority because you're right if the teachers are not happy if the teachers are not doing well families are going to have issues yeah if yeah. you know and it all it all just feeds back to each other so yeah that is an interesting um yeah. concept 100% well thank <laughs> you so much for joining me no worries it's been amazing thank you very much thank you Thank you so much for joining me here today and for joining uh, Danielle on um, this uh, controversial topic. I hope you gained a lot out um, from this discussion. I know that even just talking about it um, brought up um, a lot of things that were uh, not just um, social and system based, but it also allowed me to challenge my own thinking around uh, taking time off and we're able to kind of come up with some different ways of thinking to allow us to uh, kind of confidently take the time that we need to, uh, whether it be sick or um, address things that are for our soul or mental health or whatever it is that we need to do.
So yeah, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, make sure you hit that um, subscribe button and the little notification button to get automatic updates when a new episode is released. Um, and head over to the Graduate Teacher um, Instagram to see all the behind the scenes stuff, photos, videos uh, of what's happening in the classroom. And don't forget to go check out uh, Danielle Butcher's uh Instagram as well, teaching Miss B. She uh, does regular updates and got some really insightful things to share there. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time.